0: Welcome to our teaching today, where Christ's word is the center of our world. We are about to listen to the undiluted word of God from the throne of grace with Pastor Philip Bello. This evening, I'm, I'm just going to briefly talk to you about what I call praise in the transition. Praise in the transition. Um, many times we select when to give God praise or when to thank him. It's more conducive to thank God when things are fine, when things are rosy. But I think sometimes when you're confused, all you need to do is just give God praise and give him thanks. Is that not so? You know, um, um, they said when you don't understand what is happening, you don't know what's going on, you have to speak in a language you don't understand. When you don't understand what is happening, pray in a language you don't know, you know. Uh, 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 Paul says that I I pray in tongues or I pray in the spirit, but I also pray in my understanding also, which means that the understanding or praying in the understanding is the also part of prayer. Is the also part of prayer? So most times you are actually meant to pray in the Holy Spirit, Amen. That's so. Cultivate the habit to always pray in the Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. So, um, a transition is a period in life where, um, you're not exactly there. You know what I mean? You're not exactly there. You're not where you used to be, but at the same time, you're not where you want to be. That's a transition. A transition is not, is, is, is um, you can define a transition to mean, um, where you are not really poor, you know, but at the same time, you're not exactly rich. You're not, Sad, but at the same time, you're not experientially, um, manifesting the joy that you really want to have. Um, you're, you're not, you're not in the place exactly, but you're still not where you used to be. That's a transition. You know, it's not all bad, but at the same time, it's not, you know, all good. That's a transition. But it's important that we must give God praise in the transition. So I'm going to take a reference from Luke chapter 8, verse 22. If you have your Bibles, Luke chapter 8, verse 22, and then we will read to verse 25. Luke chapter 8, verse 22. Now it says, now it happened on a certain day that he got into a boat with his disciples and he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Let's say together to the other side. So he says, Jesus now is talking, he says, let us cross to the other side um, of the lake. And they launched out. Some of you have launched out. You have actually begun your journey to the other side. So you're not exactly um, where you used to be. You are in between. You can also define um, a place of transition as a place of in between glories. You know what I mean? in between glories, where you have left one level of glory and you are heading for another level of glory. So that's a transition. A transition is a place where it seems like there is a confusion going on. That could be a transition. You are evolving into something fresh, into something entirely new. That's a transition. And I feel that there are many of us who are here who are in transitions. Because if you look at the demography of... Um, the majority of, of us, many of us are in our transition phase. Is that not correct? Yeah, many of us are in a transition phase. We're actually moving from one level to another. For some of us, it's family. For some of us, it's our career path. Uh, for some other people, it's um, economic-wise. For some people, it's in the area of marriage. For some people, it's in the area of um, building a home. So it, 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 there is a transition somewhere. You know, but um, I want you to notice something very um, um, profound here. Verse twenty-three. Let's move to verse twenty-three. It says, "But as they sailed, he fell asleep." Can you use the King James version, please? Use the King James version. Yes. It says, "But as they sailed, he what fell asleep." Now you can see a column there. And the next thing you read is, and there came down a storm of wind on the lake. So it might suggest to you that maybe because Jesus slept, that the storm came. That's just a suggestion. But, you know, the Bible says that as he slept, um, there came down a storm of wind on the lake. And they were filled with water and were in jeopardy. The Amplified Version says they were in great danger. So now you can see that um, the disciples with Jesus are on a transition from one side of the lake to another side of the lake. But one thing that I want to point out to you is that you can see two positives and negatives cohabiting in the transition. Now you can see the presence of Jesus in the transition and you can also see the presence of a storm or a great danger In the transition. Now, when you are in transition, many times you begin to hear many voices. You begin to hear many, many things begin to feed your mind. Am I talking to someone here? It feels like um, the things that you have always known or always believed, you suddenly begin to lose grip on those things. And it feels like you don't believe them anymore. Now, you used to be a very solid believer on some things, but when there is a little shaking in your life, are you still here? When there is, Are you still here? Are you sure you are here? Please, can I hear you? Say, yes, I'm here. All right, when there is a little shaking, you, you now begin to forget the things that you once held on to. Now, can I say to you, don't forget what God has told you in the darkness, what he said to you in the light. Now, because you are in the darkness does not mean that what he said to you in the light is not true. Are you getting what I'm saying? What God promised you is still going to pass irregardless of the transition. Now, one good thing about a transition is that a transition does not bring you out of one stage to another, the same person. A transition actually brings you a different person. So, therefore, I can boldly say that most of you that I'm looking at here who are going through a transition, you are going to evolve into a great glory. You are going to become a great glory that you once, more than you once were before. Amen. So, so you can see that there is the presence of um, um, two... Two factors here in the transition. There is the positive and there is the negative. Jesus is in the storm. And also at the same time, there is a great um, storm. Let's move to verse 24. Next verse. It says, and they came to him and awoke him saying, Master, Master, we perish. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water. And they ceased. And there was a great calm. I pray for you today that in your season of transition, there will be peace in your life now i know what it means to experience peace in life see there's are some people who go through troubles in life and when you see phone calls that you don't have identity or identification for you don't even want to pick the calls because you are in trouble or you might be afraid of something but i pray for you that god will give you perfect peace in life now, the peace is an all-round peace. It's a type that Jesus says that the peace that I give to you is not the one the world gives, but is the one that I will give to you. The peace that passes all understanding. Amen. Look at your neighbor say, I am in transition. Am in transition. Do you know that it's easy to judge people who are in transition? It's easy to judge people who are in transition. Don't judge anyone who is in a transition phase. Because even though the person is evolving, but see, you have to watch out for that person. That person is going to become something because God is working in that person's life. Amen. You might be transitioning in your um, personal life or in your ministry or in um, your endeavors, but God is going to bring you fully to bear. Amen. 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 Now, um, I want you to also look at, um, let's look at a case study briefly. Of the children of Israel, we're going to read from Numbers chapter 13 and um, verse 33. Numbers chapter 13, verse verse 33. All right, it says, "And there was, and there we saw." This is the story of um, the children of Israel when Moses sent them to um, go spy in the land in Canaan um um there there were giants in that land and those giants were there actually ordained by god to preserve the land for them so sometimes when um there are strongholds in the place of your possession don't be quick to judge okay when you have to fight great battles to move to the next level in life don't be quick to judge because God has to put barricades around your possession so that he ensures at the end of the day, nobody can get what is meant for you. But only you can get what is meant for you. Amen. So, um, because if anyone came to the land of Canaan to possess the land of Canaan, um, the giants who are in the land of Canaan will overpower them. But God had empowered the children of Israel to overpower the giants. So there are certain battles in life that God knows you are going to win. Please, can you look at your neighbor and say, I'm going to win. Going to win. <laughs> look at somebody else and say, you are going to win. Going to win. So here now, the, the children of Israel, they are in transition. They, they left Egypt and then they are on their way to where? The promised land. But they are stuck where? In the wilderness. So this is the um the, uh, the testimony of, of, um, of the spies who came back. Now it says... And there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, as so we were in their sight. Now, can you imagine what the children of Israel said? They didn't even talk about the perception of the giants. They spoke about their own perception first. They said, in our own sight, we are as grasshoppers, (laughs) you know, Um, It's easy to belittle yourself when you're going through trials, but please don't do that. Do you get what I'm saying? Don't belittle yourself when you're going through trials or when you're going through tough times. Now, they said to themselves or they said to Moses that we were in our own sight. They personalized their smallness. They agreed that they were small. I refuse to agree that I'm small. Do you get what I'm saying? I refuse to agree that I'm down. It might be my experience, but it's not my position. So I must take, my experience has to take dressing from my position. Do you understand that? So I choose not to agree. The Bible says, let everyone be a liar. Let every man be a liar, but let God be true. So even though you might see some things glaring in the face, or you might see some things very obvious to you, um, this is failure choose not to accept it as failure you hear what i'm saying now you look at your empty pocket and you say to yourself i am rich that's how to do it that's how to talk you look at your life and you say my life is heading for the better part of destiny do you understand what i'm saying you say i am moving forward even though it feels like you're going back how many of you believe are there believers in this house somebody say i believe Can I ask you something? Do you believe what you see? You actually don't believe what you see. You believe what you don't see. You don't need to believe that I am holding a black microphone because you can see it. But if you had not gotten to church and someone called you and said, Pastor Phil is holding a black mic, and then you say, I believe. Now, you believe because you have not seen it. The Bible says we don't walk by sight. We don't walk by what we hear. We walk by faith. How many people here have faith to believe the positive and to believe the great things that God has said about us? Amen. Amen. So, we don't believe what the devil is saying. No. But these guys, they accepted an identity and they said to themselves that we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. God forbid a bad thing. So let's keep reading Um, verse 34, verse 34, and all the congregation, no, verse 14, yes, and all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept that night, verse 2, we're going to read to verse 9, and all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron, and the whole congregation said unto them, now listen, this is transition for the children of Israel, they complain, please stop complaining. Quit complaining. In your season of transition, don't give in to complain. TSP, do you hear what I'm saying? In your season of of transition, the season of confusion, where you can't put one together, two together, don't give in to murmuring. Don't give in to complaining. Because there are many voices speaking. The voice of God is speaking. The voice of the enemy is speaking. But choose what you hear. Are you still here? So they complained. And the whole congregation said to them, would God that he had died, would God that we had died in the land of Egypt, or would God we had died in this wilderness? They're saying to uh, Moses that, why did God bring us to the wilderness? Why didn't we just stay in Egypt? No, you don't want to stay in Egypt. Egypt is the place where you left and you said to yourself, I don't want to be here anymore. That's what you said to yourself. So why do you want to go back there? Don't go back to what you were tired of because of the shakings that you're going through now. Amen. I mean, transition is a tough place to be. It's not exactly it, but at the same time, it's not where you used to be. But if you stay there, you're going to get ultimately to the end point. So stay in the transition. So they complain and say, Lord, take us out there. Now, some of you complain, I wish I didn't have to work um, a a nine to five job. And now I don't even close by five o'clock. I close by 10 p.m. But there was a time you didn't have a job. And you said, Lord, give me a job. And God gave you a job. So instead of complaining, you have to thank God for it. There are some of us who are here, we're saying, um, 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 why do I have to deal with so much people? Why do I have to talk to too many people? Now, you, 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 if you remember, you always prayed, Lord, I want to be um, engaging. I want to be more exposed. You know, I want to learn how to deal with people. Yeah, I want to be more loving. And then God is bringing annoying people to you. <laughs> people who will step on your toes. You can't ask God to give you patience and then he would send you comfort if you're asking god to give you patience or increase patience let there be a manifestation of patience he will send obnoxious people your way he will send people who would deliberately want to annoy you do you understand but it's transition don't complain because you're not where you used to be but at the same time even though you're not there you're going to get there do you understand that um, um some of you uh, we we pray for things that we don't know yet we're able to handle or not. You see, you're praying that God opens your life up and then you become um, 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 a force to reckon with, for example. But some of you can't deal with fame. Some of you can't deal with popularity. Some of you can't deal with being known. If you ask um, one of the superstars who are in Nigeria or out of the country America, they would tell you that I wish I was just living a quiet life. You understand? But don't complain because where you are right now is not where you used to be. So if I'm happy for anything, at the end of the day, I'm happy that where I am, is not where I'm, I used to be, but I'm moving forward. The last thing you want to do is to stay stuck in transition. Don't stay there because that's not the plan. The transition is the path to where you're going. Hallelujah. So let's keep reading. Verse, verse 3. Verse 3 says um. And therefore, wherefore, hath the Lord brought us onto this land to fall by the sword, that our wives and children should be a prey. Were it not better for us to return to Egypt? Look at your neighbor say, don't go back. Go back. Tell the other person by your side, say, don't go back. go back. I'm in transition. You might borrow money to be in church today, but it's a transition. Don't worry. You'll be the one giving other people money. You might borrow what to wear today, but it's a transition. Do you understand it? You might, you might, you might look confused, like there's no direction for your life. You know, you see certain people and you know this one is heading somewhere. There are some people you look at, you don't know where they're going. They look as confused as they speak. They are actually confused. But you see, before you judge, it just might be a transition. So don't judge anybody. Because destinies are not written on the foreheads of people. The person you are sitting by might be the greatest um, 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 governor who the state ever had until his own time. Do you understand what I'm saying? There might be governors in our midst. There might be great CEOs and um, 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 business tycoons that will expand the kingdom in their own way here, as I'm talking to you. So don't despise anybody. I'm in transition. A transition is a painful place. It's a place where you haven't gotten what you are praying for. But at the same time, you're not where you used to be. What do you do then? That's a transition. That's a transition. That's a transition. The answer hasn't come yet, but there is peace. I'm grateful for that. It says, um, um, let, says, be anxious for nothing, but... Um, 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 by everything, prayer and uh, supplication, let, um, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your heart through it. Amen. I'm grateful to God for the peace that I have. Amen. Amen. So look at your neighbor and say, you are in transition. Just hold on there. Now let's move to the next verse. Um, next verse. Next verse. Now it says, And they said one to another, Let us make a captain and let us return to Egypt. Verse 5. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before all the assembly of the congregation of the children of Israel. They began to beg these people, Look, friends, don't go back. This is a transition. Verse 6. Let's see what Moses says. says, And Joshua the son of Nun, and Caleb the son of um, Jephunneh, which were of them that searched the land, rent their clothes. Verse 7. And they speak unto all the company of the children of Israel, saying, the land which we passed through to search it is an exceeding good land. Do you know where you're going is exceedingly great? Where you're heading to, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. Neither has it entered into the hearts of man, what God has in plan, but you know it. The next verse, it doesn't stop there. The next verse is, "But the Spirit of God has revealed it to us, so you know, even though others don't know, but you know." That's the conviction that keeps you going. So when people, other people are fainting, there is something inside you that that keeps pushing. When men will say there is a casting down, I will say there is a lifting up. Hallelujah! So life is going to be good. Mm, you've been called to the good life. Amen. I'm not just trying to make you happy, but I'm telling you the truth. I say you've been called to the good life. Look, if if many of us share our testimonies here to baffle some of you, I know what I came with to Abuja when I left Benin. And if I give you the, Pastor Paul can tell you his testimony, how he moved, he stayed, how, how many weeks did you stay in the hotel? Two weeks in the hotel, not knowing what to do, but he heard a voice that said, leave Lagos and come to Abuja. And in that state of transition, he be- he began to find purpose here in Abuja. There are some of you who have similar stories. What you started with was nothing. But at the end of the day, look at where you are today. Isn't that a proof that God is by your side? No, talk to me somebody. Isn't that a proof that God is with you? The things that you got involved in, that other people died, you survived it. Hallelujah. So. Um, 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 Joshua and and Moses began to beg the people and they said, look, the land is exceedingly great. Keep your eyes on the future, friends. Keep your eyes on the future. I was telling Pastor Ideal and the pastors, I'm like, look, I don't want TSP to grow to a certain level. And then I look back and there are just few people who are making progress. God forbid. We are all going to make progress together. Do you understand what I'm saying? We are all going to, you will build your house you will live in your house. Other people will give their testimonies. You will also give your testimony. People will get married. You will also get married. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, it's going to be good for you. What you desire God to do. He's God of all. He's God of all. He's faithful. The one who did it for your neighbor. He will do it for you. Hallelujah. Are you confident in God? Paul says that one, I'm very sure, I'm very confident in this. That he's able to hand over to me what I have delivered in his hands. That's Paul's conviction. So let's, let's read the next verse. verse. Verse 8. It says, if the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us. A land which floweth. Somebody say floweth. floweth. I can hear you. Say floweth. Do you know what if, to flow means? It, it, it's symbolic of abundance. When something is flowing, it means it's plenty. Look, in your life, things will flow. Amen. Do you understand what I'm saying? Things are going to flow in your life. Things are going to, you will not just give. You'll be giving unknowingly Amen. because you have so much. You, d- did you hear what I said? Yes. That just came. You will give unknowingly because you have so much. It's flowing. This is a land that is flowing with milk and honey. That's where God is taking you to. In this city, in this nation, God is going to bring you to your place that is flowing with milk and honey. It's a place of abundance. That's where he's calling you to be. Hallelujah. Now verse 9. Verse 9. It says, Only rebel not ye against the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the land. For they are bread for us. See what Moses and Joshua called the people. He said, "They are bread for us. What do you do with bread? Talk to me, somebody. What do you do with bread? This challenge is not see. The challenge is not to master you. It's to mature you. This bread, you will eat the bread. Do you get what I'm saying? What seems like an obstacle, you will face it. You will climb it, and you will, you will come strong at the end of the day. Am I talking to somebody here? So don't worry about it. Look at your neighbor and say, don't worry. worry. Slap a a neighbor high five and say, don't worry. worry. Tell the person behind you, say, hey, don't don't worry. Don't worry, don't worry. It is like bread. You remember what Paul said that I shared with you on Wednesday? He said that all these things have turned out for the furtherance of the gospel. For the furtherance of the gospel. It has turned out for the furtherance of the gospel. If the devil attacks me, it's to my advantage. If he doesn't, it's still to my advantage. So guys, you're going through a challenge, you're going through an attack, Is for your advantage. You cannot be disadvantaged. Do you hear what I'm saying? You cannot be. You cannot be disadvantaged. Hallelujah. But you see some people are psychologically in their past that even when they're making transition, they're making advance from one level to the other. Um, They may have left the spot where they used to be, but their psychology has not left it. Now, you see, these people had left Egypt, but Egypt was still in them. Egypt had not left them. And that's the way it is for some of us. Look, it's a transition. You have to also move. God is doing things in your life. Switch with the times. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you look around you, you see there is a move. There's a wave around you. Switch with it. Don't be left behind. Don't be left behind doing nothing and wondering to yourself what is going on. You're not going to wonder. You would understand what God is doing in your life. Amen. So please, now, now let, let me show you. Um, um, Psalms chapter 105 verse 18. I want the amplified version. Psalms chapter 105 verse 18. Psalms chapter 105 verse, verse 18. The Amplified Version. Now it says, His feet they hurt with fetters. He was laid in chains of iron. What does iron signify? Iron signifies bondage. Bondage. It's talking about Joseph when he was in the prison. So the Bible says that he was laid in chains of iron and his soul entered into the iron. You see this? See, the soul of the man entered into the iron. Apart from the fact that the iron was on his leg, his soul entered into the iron. That's mental bondage. That if God says to some some people that I'm going to bless you and I'm going to increase you, your mind can't even take it because mentally your mind has become poor. But God forbid a bad thing. God forbid, because you have to expand your mind to what God is doing. Yeah. God says, I want to bless you. And you are thinking about the little prayer request you have. God says to Abraham, I'm going to make you father of many nations. It's not just about a child. It's not just about one boy called Isaac. Did you notice that? Yeah. Well, one of the things we learned in the, in the program we went for, um, um, Of course, Abraham was a little bit impatient, you know, and then he went into the maid and they they got a son, Ishmael. But when God was commanding um, Abraham, he said, Abraham, I want you to give me Isaac, your only son. He didn't regard (laughs) Ishmael as a son. But you see, God changed the name of Abraham to Abraham um, um, before he got Isaac so he got um, he got Ishmael as Abraham but he got Isaac as Abraham when the king Balaam called um, 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 um Balaam to curse the children of Israel he came to a high top a high mountain top and then when he looked from the hill and he wanted to proclaim curses on the children of Israel, instead of curses to come out, blessings began to come out. But, but history tells us that the shape in which the children of Israel were arranged was in the form of a cross. That you could see the gathering of the Israelites as though they were arranged in the form of a cross. It means you cannot curse what God has blessed. It was on the same cross that your sins and the curse was taken upon because the Bible talks about Jesus, how Jesus is your curse and his curse is everyone that hangs on the tree that the blessing of Abraham might rest upon the Gentiles. So when Bala- and Balaam saw the children of Israel arrayed in that fashion, in the form of a cross, he couldn't curse them. What did God say? He says, I have not found iniquity in Jacob. I have not seen sin in Israel. Israel was the later person that Jacob was. God changed the name of Jacob and made the name of Jacob Israel. But God said that I have not found iniquity in Israel and I have not seen iniquity in Jacob. It means I don't remember your past too. Your new identity, I, I don't remember it. I mean, I don't, I don't remember your former identity. I, 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 I reckon with you on your new identity. So transition is a place where it's easy to forget. Do you hear what I'm saying? It's easy to forget who you are in your transition. You suddenly forget who you are. You almost want to lose your identity. But hey, don't forget. Don't forget that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And because you are righteous, you are blessed. And because you are righteous, you qualify for everything. Do you hear what I'm saying? In your place of transition, don't forget what he told you. Don't forget what God said in the place of transition. It's easy to forget then because it's dark. But trust me, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. As sure as the day will break the next day, look, your joy is going to break forth. Amen. Hallelujah. You see the, um, the story of um, Noah, when Noah was in the ark and um, the wind and the storm, the rain came and everything, it was shaking. The Bible says that God shut the door by himself. You see, many times God will be the one to lead you in the transition process by himself. The Bible says that the spirit of God led Jesus to the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. That was a transition period for Jesus. And the same series of temptation or almost in the same fashion that Jesus was tempted is almost in the same way that Adam in the beginning was tempted. If you study the temptations carefully. So sometimes God will be the one who will initiate the trials, not temptation, but the trials, because if he allows it to come to you, he wants to use it for you. So the Bible says that God shut the door. If you, if you watch the story of Noah, the one that Hollywood made, that's not a true picture of what happened in the Bible. Sometimes I wonder why don't people just follow the Bible, (laughs) you know? but if you if you uh, if you watch the movie, the movie says that um, um Noah and his wife or Noah shut the door by himself, but it wasn't Noah who shut the door, it was God who did who shut the door by himself, so God allowed Noah, his family, and then the species of animals that he chose to come into the ark. Some historians believe that. Um, That was God trying to wipe an impure human race. Because the Bible says, it talks about fallen angels who came from um, heaven. Fallen angels that slept with the children of men. And then you began to get giants um, who infiltrated the human race. But it was um, the family of Noah that actually was the only pure human race at the time. That's what many historians or Bible scholars believe. So therefore God shot Noah and his wife and then his um, sons and their wives and then they put them into the ark and they were in a transition period. And then the wind was blowing. Look, when the wind blows in your area of transition or in your time of transition, don't worry about the wind. God is with you. Amen. Amen. Do you know in the ark that Noah built, there was no window by the side. The window was up on the roof, which means that your attention should not be on the side, it should be up. The Bible says, I will lift up my eyes to the heels from whence cometh my help. In the time of transition where you're confused, where you don't have all the answers, look up to the heels. In a time of transition where you may not have um, 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 what to show people because many times we just like to show that God is good but you don't have that testimony yet that you're trusting God to do for you and say this is what God has done for me. But hold on. Hold on. In your season of transition he will show up for you. Do you know God is never late? When you think he's late you think he's late but he's not late. God is never late. If he delays he's delaying for a reason. He's delaying because he wants the glory to be great. He says, Paul says that all these things have turned out for the furtherance of the gospel. Hallelujah. I pray for you this evening that God will give you the enabling grace to stand in the midst of transition time. That what you are going through will not kill you. It will not. It will not kill you. You will become stronger at the end of the day. Your challenges will be bread for you. Somebody didn't hear what I said. I said your challenges will be what? Bread for you. You will soar. You will be like the eagle. You will soar high above the clouds, above the storms of life. You will soar high. And you will look at the the, the issues of life and you will stand triumphant in it. You're not scared of the storm, are you? You're not. You're not afraid. You're not weak. The Bible says if you fail in the day of adversity, it's not because the challenge is strong, but your strength is weak. Your confidence in God is shaking. But God is saying it's a transition period. It's a transition phase. Your cross, Jesus says, you're going to take your cross. You're going to pick up a form of cross. So I don't know what cross you're carrying. Yours might be different from mine. But everybody's got a cross. But look, your cross is not meant to bring sufferings only. Your cross is meant to testify of the glory that is ahead of you. The Bible says that the prophets concerning the issue of salvation, they search diligently, diligently, and they spoke about, the prophesied about the grace that was to come. Talking about Jesus, the Old Testament prophets. And not just the grace that was to come. They spoke about the sufferings and the glory that was to follow after the sufferings. After every suffering, there is a glory that comes. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There is a glory after every suffering. Last scripture, Romans chapter 4 verse 17. Romans chapter 4 verse 17. Romans chapter 4 verse 17. Glory to God. It says, As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Verse 18. Who contrary to hope in hope believed so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken. So shall your descendants be. Verse 19. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body. Look at your neighbor say, don't consider. Don't consider. Oh, turn to the other person and say, don't consider. don't consider. You know, many of us like to analyze. You want to analyze. You have to analyze it naturally. You know, it says, but don't consider. Don't consider. He didn't consider his own body already dead since he was about 100 years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. Verse 20. Verse 20. It says, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. Now, that's what you do when you're in transition. Give glory to God. That's what you do. When you praise God, instead of murmuring and instead of complaining, I hope you know all that is happening in the economy is the fulfillment of end time scripture arise shine for your light is come and the glory of god is risen upon you behold darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people but but the lord shall arise upon you and his glory shall be seen upon you do you understand so it's 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 actually a fulfillment of scripture when you see things are going bad you turn the tv on and then all you hear is bad news bad news tv stations have become master of masters of delivering bad news I mean, good news does not sell. <laughs> bad news sells faster. Really, you put on the paper and then you say on the paper, 20 people got into a flight and the 20 of them came out. Oh, really? What are you trying to say? <laughs> Do you understand? What are you trying to say? That, that's not going to sell. But bad news sells. When you turn into your TV, I mean, you you turn your TV on, you turn the radio on, you see a lot of bad news. It's as if the world is becoming unstable. Adewumi was saying something yesterday, and he said that the the, the systems of this world is becoming anti-God. You can't even confidently mention your faith anymore as a believer. You feel awkward. You know, so many things are fighting. But just like James said, he says contend for the faith. Hallelujah! So if you're in a transition period, keep giving glory to God. Hallelujah. I will praise God. Nothing will stop my praise. I don't need to see before I believe. Nothing will stop my praise. Look at your neighbor and say, nothing should stop your praise. Tell the other person, say nothing should stop your praise. Are you glad tonight? Do you believe that where he has promised you, you will get there? Do you believe you are getting there? Just like the children of Israel. Now, guess what? The children of Israel, all those people who saw themselves as small, didn't get to the promised land. It was just two out of thousands of people or millions of people from that generation who left Egypt that eventually made the promised land. Joshua and Caleb. Because they held on to the promise. They kept their eyes fastened on the promise. Looking on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Hallelujah. Give God the praise, give him glory. This concludes this message. Thank you for listening and for more information about the Standpoint Church, visit our social media platform on www.facebook.com/standpointabj, twitter.com/standpointabj, instagram.com/standpointabj and on soundcloud.com/standpointabj.